the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Golden Valley, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. President Trump says he'll be making a major announcement this afternoon about the government shutdown and the southern border. The White House isn't giving any details about what President Trump will be announcing, but he hinted in a video tweeted Friday night. We have to secure our southern border. If we don't do that, we're a very, very sad and foolish lot. Trump is also calling on congressional Democrats to work with him on border security. Take the politics out of it. Let's get to work. And let's make a deal. The announcement comes at the end of an especially combative week between Trump and congressional Democrats. The shutdown, which has lasted more than four weeks, follows Trump's insistence on billions of dollars for a wall along the border with Mexico. Tim McGuire, Washington. And the partial government shutdown now on day 29. This is SRN News. Yes, yes, yes! If you snore, the first time you use mute can be quite an experience. (laughs) Snoring can happen when your nose is blocked, forcing you to breathe through your mouth. Mute is a comfortable nasal breathing device designed to increase airflow through the nose by gently opening the airways. You'll get all the air you need through your nose, not your mouth. And with less snoring, there's more chance of sleep. For more information, go to MuteSnoring.com. Mute. Breathe more. Snore less. Sleep better. Looking for term life insurance but have diabetes, high blood pressure, or on anxiety meds? If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, or have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost around 200 bucks a month. Affordable term life insurance is out there. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-444-2013 800-444-2013 or BigLou.com For affordable term life visit BigLou.com Does your office need a little TLC? Do you notice your bathrooms are a bit smelly? Are the surfaces in your break room a little sticky? And isn't that the same coffee spill on the floor and chili splatter in the microwave from weeks ago? If so, I've got the solution. Hi, I'm Tasha, owner of Forever Cleaning. We're family-owned and offer affordable, reliable office cleaning all over the Twin Cities metro area. So if your office is screaming for help, call me today. Let's get you scheduled for your free walkthrough so you can receive your free quote at 763-807-9817. If you mention this ad, you'll receive 15% off your first month of service. Again, call 763-807-9817. Or you can visit my website at forevercleaning.com. That's the number four, evrcleaning.com. Remember, Forever Cleaning is so thorough, you'll wonder if your mom snuck in overnight and cleaned. The following program was pre-recorded, and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Wall Street Business Network is on the air. It's the King Banyan Show. As an educator and former legislator, Professor Banyan steps out of the classroom and onto the airwaves to break down the local and national economic news that matters to you. Just say what you got, man. It's the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Now, here's King Banyan. Welcome back, King Banyan Show. This is 1440. Happy second week of January. We're live. 651-289-4477. Number call your questions, comments, etc. Been an interesting uh, uh, week of events. Not, uh, not least of which the continued... Uh, shut down and everybody and everybody talking about it i i have seen estimates i'll talk i'll give you i'll give you the economic news of the week which was largely pretty darn good um it's kind of hard to find bad stuff we'll talk about bad stuff 
don't you worry, because that's kind of what people listen for. But, uh, but by and large, the economic news continues to lead lead us to think that um, the you know that uh, we're not anywhere near um, the recession that seems to have caused all the pearl clutching in Wall Street. We are in fact we are in fact with an economy that does really that's doing really really well. I have seen at people make estimates on the on the impact of the of the continued government shutdown, um, which is beginning to impact uh, some folks here. We have uh, so people who listen to the show. If you're new to us, first of all, thank you and welcome. We're really glad you're here. I hope you'll listen more often. Uh, thank you for choosing us on your Saturday morning, where there's so many other things you could possibly be doing. But one of the things that um, that I do here, I, if you haven't listened to the show before, I am not just your humble radio host who chooses to have his name be the title of the show, but I am also uh, an economist and currently work as a, a dean of a school at one of the schools within St. Cloud State University. Uh, and one of the, th- you know, someone said, what's the impact of the shutdown on you, King? And it's like, well, I'm planning to travel soon, so I guess I have to see the impact on TSA. I visited with a uh, with a now retri- retired air traffic controller last night while I was at a while I was at a concert. I don't even know how I call it a concert. It was um, two absolutely amazing musicians, longtime people in, in, in playing here in Minnesota. Uh, the, although one of them actually hails from uh, originally from North Carolina, and um, and but I ended up sitting next to a person who's a retired air traffic controller, and my wife who hates it when I fly. I mean, hates it when I fly. She'll it'll keep her up nights thinking about thinking about oh he's going to go in the air and he may suffer from untimely descent, which is her euphemism for for a crash. Um, the and, and he said, "No, we're all working. We're not getting paid, but we're working." It's like, well, won't you get mad about that? Won't you? You know, it's like, well, you think we say, oh, "I'm not getting a paycheck this week, so we're going to make these planes crash." No, that doesn't happen. It's you know, it's no, it's it's not that at all. And so I get to experience that. But here's the other side of that. Here's another side of the uh, of that. We are currently in the middle of trying to get a grant application in to help with some uh, student training in a particular field. I won't go into details because I don't want to. I can't campaign for a grant that we're working on. But we, on, you know, universities work on grants. Many of those grants come from the federal government, places such as the National Institute for Health, the National Science Foundation, the National Endowment for the Humanities, and the, and all of those are closed. So if you have a question about, you know, how should I fill out my grant application? You can call, you get a recording. You can, you know, it, so so I was interested uh, it, so we're interested that we we've got workarounds. We're 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 we don't feel like we're going to be really badly uh uh impacted by by that that inconvenience because and that's pretty much what it is. It's an inconvenience. But one thing that I that, that I've seen recently has been estimates of what's the impact on GDP growth from the shutdown. Well, if you listened to the start of the show from the top of the hour and you heard the news minute, you heard I believe that was Vice President Pence um, say that all these workers are going to get paid during the shutdown, and and it's like, well, if the shutdown ends sometime before. March. They're going to get those checks. What are they going to do with them? Well, they're going to buy stuff, and that stuff that they buy will have already been produced. And since the P in GDP stands for gross domestic product, if you're shifting when something gets bought within a quarter, the impact on GDP is null and void. If you're measuring it over a year, the impact on GDP eventually is null. As long as people get their money, eventually. So, I mean, that was kind of an important thing that you heard in the news at the top of the hour. Because that sort of, said, you know, my interpretation of that is these people are going out saying, well, GDP will be affected by the shutdown. You know what's going to be affected by the shutdown? I actually heard uh, Jay Powell. We got a couple. We got a clip of him. Or actually, one longish clip that we might cut into pieces for you. 
Um, the one thing I heard that I found really uh, quite interesting uh, from him was, well, if the government shutdown continues, we won't have so much information about how the economy is doing. And I wanted to say, you say that like it's a bad thing. It's not necessarily a bad thing. It might actually be a good thing. Maybe you'll stop relying on on what you hear in the markets, what you and what you read across. You know, being data dependent, you have less data. I'm reminded by the story of the story. I don't know since Andrew's new to us, he's not heard me tell this story yet. I've probably done this on the program once or twice before because it's one of my absolute favorites because I love to talk about what indicators we use in forecasting. Um, my my favorite indicator in forecasting. Uh, particularly up here in a in a in Greater Minnesota, where the presence of agriculture is is always around us, in, even though we live in a regional center that that collectively with the suburbs around St. Cloud, we've probably got about a hundred thousand people within a ten mile radius of the St. Cloud City Hall. Um, the you know, ag is still important. So what do I? What I do is on Sundays when the when the car lots are closed, I use, I drive around and look for what's happened to the number of pickup trucks on this lot. And I just try to I try to eyeball it and say it looks like there's more. It looks like there's less. And if I get the impression that there's a there's a a surplus, a glut of pickup trucks on the parking lot, I conclude from that. Farmers aren't coming in to buy their trucks. Hmm, something must be off. I one of my favorite stories on this is Alan Greenspan. Right now, folks got to go interview for work. Um, when the economy when the economy's doing well or when the economy's beginning to suffer, and we're starting to see some layoffs. People need need jobs, and so business people will not skimp on their their shirts because I mean I. I spend a lot of time thinking about the shirt and shirt and pants I'm putting on when I've got to go to a business meeting. What I don't spend much time on thinking about is the underwear. Alan Greenspan used to call Hanes and Fruit of the Loom and other other manufacturers of underwear to find, and particularly of, of uh, particularly of, uh, of underpants, both men's and women's, and ask, "How are sales in that line going?" And if they were going well, he concluded that people felt like they had enough money that they could afford to replace the underwear that might might that the underwear that has holes in it. That your mom warned you you needed not to wear because who knows if you're in an accident and then they got to take your pants off in the emergency room. Or they're not buying them because they feel like money's going to be tight and they have to skimp and save on every dollar they have. And so Alan Greenspan's measures there, and I'm thinking to myself, "Hey, Jay Powell, take a page out of the Alan Greenspan playbook. Start calling, start calling the the underwear manufacturers, or do something else. Okay, you don't need the Commerce Department to tell you everything, to tell you absolutely everything about what's going on in this economy. Or, Mr. Powell, you could just listen to me. I'll tell you what's happening." BLS is funded by out of the Department of Labor budget. Department of Labor already has its budget for the year. They're not subject to the shutdown. So, so the unemployment data, I had no problem thinking it would come in. And, of course, they also do CPI, the, the Consumer Price Index, Producer Price Index. And those numbers came in just, came in just fine. Core CPI up 2.2% year over year. Okay, that's the fourth month in the last five. That, that we've registered that 2.2 number. As listeners here know, I'm more fond of the median CPI number, which rose at 2.4%, or there's, a, there's another one that the Cleveland Federal Reserve keeps track of called, called the trimmed mean CPI. It takes, it takes basically, it chucks away the outliers and takes, and takes the middle 84% of the distribution and says, how fast did that grow? takes off 8% on one side, 8% on the other side, and takes the 84% in the middle. And that went up 2.5% year over year. Regardless of how you measure inflation, and even using the Fed's preferred measures, 
Inflation is running at least at 2% and maybe closer to 2.5%. That's both good news and bad news. Good news is all of our concern, all of the pearl clutching, which I'm going to talk about in a moment, of, of quantitative tightening has not impacted what's happening on the inflation front. That's the good news. The bad news is, as we'll hear, as we'll hear from uh, Mr. Powell um, shortly, the Fed is arguing that it, it is, the Fed word of the week is patient at this particular moment. If I was Groucho Marx, he would see a little bird come down and give me a hundred dollars. Um, the the Fed has used. I mean, it's not just it's not just Powell, but. Every I almost made a montage of these. Every president's given a public in, or, or or governor that's made made a public statement this week that you have recorded has made sure they use the word patient in their statement. I will find for you the patient words in the in the Fed minutes which were released this past week. If we're at the other, if we're at the other end of the range at the 2.4 to 2.5 percent inflation number that's reflected in the median or the trim mean CPI measures, or even if we're at the 2.2 percent number that's reflected in core CPI, should we be patient, or should the Fed be be continuing with the path that it was on? which indicated that they planned for two more rate increases in the next year, which, as you're going to hear, the market is in disagreement about. We'll give you more of the economic data, and we'll discuss those points coming up after these messages. You are listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. According to Google, a local business owner like you needs to spend at least 15 hours a week to optimize their online search campaigns. I'm Nick Anderson, General Manager of Salem Media Group Twin Cities, introducing you to Salem Surround, the next generation answer to digital marketing for local businesses. Let Salem Surround maximize your SEO and SEM campaigns so you can run your business. Call Alyssa for more information at 651-289-4406. Have you ever applied for a home loan online, but actually ended up getting telemarketed to death by strange lenders from all over the country? Have you ever called the bank in hope of a good deal, but ended up being treated like a number? That's not how we operate. Hi, my name is Joe Metzler. I'm a senior loan officer with award-winning, locally-based Mortgages Unlimited. Here, I will do a full and proper review of your situation then provide you with a smooth and stress-free process, and of course, get you an amazing interest rate that you can brag about. And don't worry, we will never sell your personal information to anyone. Reach out to me today to be treated like a person, not a number, at 651-552-3681 or online at imortgagejoe.com, imortgagejoe.com. That's imortgagejoe.com. Apply today, have an answer tomorrow. Mortgages Unlimited is an equal housing lender. Not an offer to enter into an interest rate lock agreement. NMLS number 274132. Hello, I'm Mark Stoneman, president of WNAV Audiovisual. WNAV Audiovisual provides equipment and technicians for events of all sizes, from a handful of people to large ballrooms and convention centers as well. We also provide installation services for churches, schools, and corporations. No matter how many people are at your event, WNAV has the technicians and expertise along with the equipment to make each event successful. Audiovisual services include equipment such as sound systems, microphones, projection systems with screens, laptops, draping, lighting, and all the related equipment, and also web streaming services. So your meeting can go beyond the four walls of your space. WNAV Audiovisual where your meeting is our business. Please contact us at wnav-video.com. We work hard our entire lives to provide for our families with the hope one day to enjoy our retirement. 
Our whole lives, we've been told what to do with our investments. And now we're nervous that we may not have enough to live the life we want. Learn to be the best steward of your money. At Online Trading Academy, we offer a free investing class. Dial pound 250 on your cell phone, use keyword OTA, or go to learnwithota.com. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, Business 1440-651-289-4477, your number to call. We'll take your questions. We'll take your comments. Um, again, it, it was, so the week, the week after a release, of, after the jobs, market, jobs report, particularly with the Commerce Department not currently reporting out any data, your data, your data sources are a little bit lighter. What's out there has actually been, I think, by and large, pretty positive. All right, I'll I'll start with the negative stuff and tell you why I think it's why I think it's a bit oversold. Okay, so one of them is the National Federation of Independent Businesses. They have a small business index that did that did go down by four tenths of a point. It's still at one hundred four point four, which is which is now at the level it was in October of 2017, pre-tax cut. That, that, strikes, me, that strikes me then as being, being uh, very much a, um, a, 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 something that, that's worthy of some concern but, and has highlighted something I've said, capital formation, which is the, which is the real key indicator of the effectiveness of those tax cuts. Businesses are indicating uh, smaller capital spending plans now than they were even three months ago. The reasons for that to me are manifold, but I think they largely come from having a, an economy that is more, more exposed to the global economy than it was 10 years ago. Therefore, between China and Europe, and you know Japan won't be much help, uh, and some uncertainty in Latin America. It's it's a difficult environment for multinational firms located in the United States to do business right now. Set setting aside what's gone on with with the with trade. There was a good story. Let me see if I can find. Let me see if I can find that for you. Here it is. Um, there was a piece uh, yesterday in the South China Morning Post, in the Friday uh, South China Morning Post, indicating that the that the talks that we talked about last week had gone well enough that uh, it's expected that uh, Vice Premier Liu uh, Hei, uh, Liu Hei is the um, is is basically the top is their top trade negotiator and and basically uh, uh, is um, is uh, President Xi's uh, right hand person on economic policy. So you could think of him as probably closer to closer to uh, a sort of a cross between Lighthizer and Kudlow in the United States. He does all the trade negotiating, but he also makes all the statements and kind of runs uh, both fiscal and monetary policy. They really have, Chi has taken a lot of economic decision-making and put it in the hands of Liu. And so that's going to be, that's going to be, that. so the fact that he's expecting to come to Washington means that the talks they had this week, which went a day longer than was expected, that those talks are now expecting to, lead to something happening here. And the reason for that is is the President Trump announced earlier this week that due to the shutdown, he was not going to go to Davos after all. My guess is that's a relief to him and to pretty much everybody else. Not because they don't want Trump or Trump's going to, but, but it, my impression of the President is that he doesn't like flying to visit foreign leaders. That's not part of the job he enjoys. 
Um, and so, so I think I think the shutdown uh, gave him a, a reason to do something he wanted to do anyway. But he was scheduled to meet Liu in in Davos, and now Liu has said, "That's fine, Mr. President. I'll come to I'll come to D.C. and we can talk." Uh, and my guess is he will. My guess is he will have. Um, he will have a uh, a meeting directly with Liu when when he's in D.C. Um, this is from the, the this is from Reuters uh, yesterday afternoon. U.S. officials expect China's top trade negotiator to visit Washington later this month, signaling that higher level discussions are likely to follow this week's talks with mid level officials in Beijing. According to uh, Treasury Secretary Steven Mnuchin, quote, the current intent is that the vice that Vice Premier Liu Hebel will most likely come and visit us later in the month. And I would expect the government shutdown would have no impact. We will continue with those meetings just as we sent the delegation to China. Um, the Wall Street Journal and Bloomberg report that the talks involving Mnuchin and Robert and Robert Lighthizer will take place on January 30th and 31st. Okay, so the market has reacted to say, hey, that looks like really good news, and I think that's important. I think that's important, and we'll, we'll, we'll get more into that in a moment, but into in a moment but that that would be that would be one reason to have been been as optimistic as we have been about about what's happening in uh, there right now so nfib down not sure exactly why i don't think but i think certainly getting the 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 pause button that got pressed by chi and trump in uh, buenos aires at the end of november seems to be helping mo- helping and there now seems to be positive momentum towards some type of resolution. My guess is they'll end up with something that looks like the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement. There will be a lot of fanfare. There won't be a whole lot of real changes. The real question will be, what if anything gets done regarding uh, intellectual property? That seems to be where the pressure is, particularly from... U.S. firms right now not coming out of the not coming out of the administration. The administration probably wants latitude to sort of paper over uh, an agreement there that maybe doesn't have as much uh, bite in its bark. But I, I think they're getting pushback from from U.S. Uh, businesses from the from the business sector here in the United States that no, you need to do something that's real in this area. Um. The other numbers that are the, the other the other data that came in during the week. So we still get the uh, Institute for Supply Management numbers. The service index uh, ticked down to fifty seven point six, which was a disappointment versus the street estimate. However, that's still well above fifty. I'm not I, I, look. The, we don't need the economy to keep growing it. We don't expect the economy to go to a 4% growth rate. Indeed, this is the most interesting part of the whole conversation of of whether or not the economy is growing too fast or it's growing too slowly. Can the Fed be patient? Can the Fed not be patient? All of this. I want you to think about this. The rate of increase of employment has accelerated in the last six months. The size of U.S. payrolls has been increasing at an increasing rate. For those of you that do math and calculus, I'm talking about the second derivative. Okay? That's actually increased over the next over the last six months. Which which in a world where we had say five percent or six percent unemployment would be like just absolutely fantastic news. What's the concern? Here the concern is that if you don't have, where are these workers coming from? And this is what this is what was interesting about last week's jobs report. Which, I, and I'll repeat, I'll repeat myself here. The most interesting thing about the jobs report was the increase in the size of the labor force. You had increased labor force participation. You had an, inc- and you had a smaller one tick versus a two tick increase in. Um, in the employment to population ratio 
these were these were important facts. The U.S. labor market is able to meet increased demand for workers with with additional workers, but these workers are typically workers who weren't in the labor force beforehand. So you're seeing an increase in reentrance. You're seeing an increase. And you're seeing along, along with an increase in new entrants, which is more a function of population, those re-entrants, those re-entrants are, are people who were working, stepped out for a while to do something else, maybe, maybe for training, maybe for f- child raising, for whatever. Now they're back. Now they're back. And they are finding work. The ability of the economy to, to stay at that 3 to 3.5 to 4% rate that's been in in the last year depends in great part on on two things productivity which is influenced by investment and the ability to find additional workers that can help produce the, those additional goods and services right as you look at the number of job openings you know that's that that number got Jolt's number got released that that was down 160 that was down about uh, 300,000 jobs uh, number of hirings um, uh, fell 218,000 gross job hirings fell by 218,000 in them in the month of o- October and what's interesting is the number of people quitting their jobs is slowing down a bit i think this is this is um, an interesting part if you're working if you're you're engaged in in business activity currently. I think you have more nervousness. But for the people who stepped away from the workforce, um, perhaps involuntarily, businesses are still hiring, and they're coming into the they're coming back into the labor market and they're finding work. That is not a description of an economy that's that's slowing down. That's a description of an economy that perhaps is is ticking upward rather than downward. We'll come back with more with more of this and we'll we'll actually we'll actually bring some of these some of these thoughts about the Federal Reserve in in the next segment of the King Banyan show coming up right after this on Business 1440. Attention, this is a special announcement to Americans struggling with $10,000 or more in credit card debt, personal loans, collection accounts, or medical bills. Call National Debt Relief right now to see if you qualify for the Debt Reset Program. With this program, your debt balance and monthly payments may be reduced while you become debt-free in just 24 to 48 months. Avoid decades of painful minimum credit card payments and the serious consequences of bankruptcy. National Debt Relief has already helped more than one. 100,000 Americans become debt-free, is A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, and has received more than 30,000 five-star reviews. Call National Debt Relief now to speak to a certified debt relief specialist to see if you qualify for the Debt Reset Program. There are no upfront costs, and they don't earn a penny until your debt is successfully resolved. Call 800-643-2747. 800-643-2747. That's 800-643-2747. This is what matters. This is beyond X's and O's. This is the difference mutual respect makes. This is what character looks like. This is what defines us in Minnesota. This is sportsmanship. School sports, it's not the outcome that matters most, but the way the games are played. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Hi, this is Lee with the Kingdom Builders Roofing. It is so exciting to think that the Lord loves us in such a way that he sent his son to provide the way for us to be directed perfectly, gently, and effectively. C.S. Lewis bluntly stated this fact, Aim at heaven, and you will get earth thrown in. Aim at earth, and you will get neither. None of us can serve two masters. We try, but we cannot do it. As the hymn says, Keep your eyes upon Jesus, and the things of the earth will grow strangely dim. I pray that we can be used by each other to exhort and edify the church and grow the real kingdom. This is Matthew with the Kingdom Builders. We strive to have our standard be God's standard. 
One of the ways we do that is we regularly look to God's Word to examine our hearts and our motives because we try to glorify the Lord Jesus in everything we do. We strive to take these standards on your roof, on your gutter job, whatever it might be. Give us a call at 612-900-9166 or look us up at thekingdombuilders.net. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. Did you ever notice your tablet and phone screen seem to break at the worst time? Here at Arby's, we can fix them. Don't live with a cracked screen. We'll fix those right here in our shop. Let's give your broken screen the boot right here at Arby's. We can be reached at 763-441-3884 or at rbsmn.com. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. This is a pre-recorded edition of the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Welcome back, King Daniel Show. This is fourteen forty. Thank you for listening today. So, let me let me finish with with sort of a, a summation of things that are, that are happening. Let let let's most of the news that I think was positive on the week actually comes from overseas, not Brexit. And I'm actually gonna I'm actually going to hold off on commenting on Brexit because honestly, at this moment. I don't think any of us know how that really plays out. Uh, okay, so maybe it, maybe in the last segment I'll say something about it. I I plan, uh, I I plan I, I will be on uh, will be on vacation next week. When I come back in two weeks, my my thought is at that moment we'll probably have a much clearer idea what happens there, and I'll take some time to exp- to explain where we are. Um, uh, I, it's very possible that when we next speak speak live here to you on the on the air Theresa may will not will either not be the prime minister anymore or um that uh, they they will be heading into um new elections in the uk which i think will be their way of hitting that will come with the uh, hitting pause on uh, the march 29th date um i i think that's possible but i would give that a probability of probably about 30 percent and i would put maybe at 40 percent they're going to pass that bill right um uh, and then then the last 30 percent i think goes to the to the uh, no deal brexit um but i think i think it's more likely they'll pass that bill than either of the two alternatives but i still think the two alternatives the the probability of the two alternatives is greater than 50 percent so that that is pretty much where my head is at that and i'm just going to leave it there we'll go we'll come back to talk we'll we'll come back to talk about that in a couple weeks uh we'll know we'll we'll probably know a lot more than that although although you'll remember when we did this show throughout the greek crisis um we were constantly i was at least maybe you were too we were constantly amazed and and surprised by by the ability of the EU and 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 the ECB and the Greek government. We didn't believe they could kick the can as far as they kicked it. And uh, I think I my guess is when when they run into trouble, can kicking is the first thing they do. They will delay they will delay as much as they possibly can. And I think I think I think that's where that goes. But uh, with that said, the, the you know the news elsewhere I think has been pretty uh, has been uh, pretty strong. Not only have we seen the the Chinese uh, U.S. trade dispute look like it's moving on a positive trajectory toward resolution, I think we've also seen we also note uh, that noted this week that uh, China has decided that it really needs to re-stimulate the economy. They they basically and perhaps unintentionally uh, engage, engaged in some tightening of their own monetary policy that I don't believe they understood completely what they were doing in that regard because they have completely reversed course within the last 10 days. Um, we talked about the reverse, the, rever- the uh, reserve requirement being reversed uh, down a half, half a percent uh, last week. 
um, this week they announced that uh, they were going to they were going to inject liquidity into the banks that lend to small and medium sized enterprises. The Chinese private sector is in, is is in some real hurt caused probably my my summation is probably due to a liquidity squeeze and i think uh i think the chinese have have figured out that that was really hurting them and they're reversing course now the problem with that is that means that they're going to increase their debt to gdp ratio and so a, a debt crisis to china is now coming sooner rather than later although i don't think it will happen in the next year but the nature of debt crises are one of the phrases we use in the in the language to talk about debt crises is sudden stop. People loan to you, loan to you, loan to you, until all of a sudden one day they don't. Uh, if you read if you read a history of uh, Bear Stearns, just before it 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 dies in September of two thousand eight, the Bear Stearns crisis, or excuse me, in March two thousand eight, the Bear Stearns crisis is. Basically, every night they had to go out and borrow massive amounts of liquidity just to keep the keep the investment firm open the next day. And they were borrowing and borrowing and borrowing, and everything was fine. And all of a sudden, one day, everyone looked at their balance sheet and said, Boy, your balance sheet looks really stinky. I don't think I want to lend to you tonight. And within a week, they were gone. So... Um, so I, th- I think it's worth I think it's worth uh, keeping an eye on, and I think I think it makes the risk of China a little bit greater. Uh, I don't think I I don't think I would focus I focus on that quite as much uh, than people do. Uh, Japan Japan is just ticking along fine, uh, and most of the ne- the most of the news from Europe turned out to be pretty good. Uh, the retail sales numbers, uh, unlike the Macy's report that we heard about this week and and and, and so on um the retail sales numbers in europe are fine i'm just going to say this about the macy's things uh, andrew and i were talking uh, before the show about this i find it just fascinating i was looking for something to t- sort of create a segment about about it and the more i heard the more i realized the people who are expert in the retail sector don't have an explanation for why Macy's has a problem. It sounds like it's really idiosyncratic that it's just Macy's. Target didn't have a problem. Kohl's had didn't have this problem. I heard one commentator try to say, hey, it's because, it's because Macy's are at the, are mall anchors and places like Kohl and Target are not mall anchors. And so, and I'm, and so, and so, you know, the internet doesn't affect them as much. And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense to me. Does that really make any sense to you? Six five one two eight nine four four seven seven. You got an explanation for why Macy's would would have to take a twenty percent hit to their stock, and not the others, other than something weird happened at Macy's that didn't happen to anybody else. If it is that, then it's frankly it's a non-story. It's just hey, this is the sort of thing that happens. You know, you hope it. You, you hope it's not Macy's, but uh, but tell tell me you know. Tell me why Macy's. Tell me why Macy's isn't Sears, which is really on life support. They're they're in they're in their bankruptcy proceedings and they're trying hard not to get liquidated. Uh, Eddie Lampert, who's the guy that uh, owns Sears and has made the one bid to try to keep it afloat, he threw some extra money into the latest bankruptcy filing. To try to bring them out of bankruptcy, he threw that money in this week, and uh, it's not clear that the creditors aren't going to say, "No, no, no, sell it all off, give us, give us the loot, we're done." With that, so with that, with with that, let me let me turn to, let me turn briefly to and, and start the process of talking about. What's ha- what what happened? The, the the stuff with the Federal Reserve continued to go a little bit cuckoo this week. Um, I I want to start just with with you know what I am probably going to do these do these in a bit of bit of order. I, despite the news, which I think and by and large is positive, and people have just sort of whistled past the inflation report. It makes me a little bit crazy that 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 people are continuing to pick nits with the Federal Reserve. Here's the nitpicking that happened. Cut number one. 
We have had a week of Fed speak and Fed Chair Jay Powell's communication about the balance sheet causing even more confusion. He was talking about autopilot. But clearly, that's not yet the case. You're in a tough box. He sort of backtracked from that. No two ways about it. This was on autopilot. They're clearly still on autopilot. They certainly don't want it to stay at the sort of extended level. Need to consider that they need to be more flexible around this. How much is that still being repressed by the Fed's balance sheet? He's changed his wording. That's a small mistake. He has indicated that this is still substantially unnormal. But we'll, we'll see how they, uh, how they move forward here uh, in their guidance come, come March. So, what do you, you know, I, Mr. Powell's probably thinking to himself, what did I do? What did I do? I don't know that I did anything wrong. But, everyone, everyone's still complaining about Jay Powell. The guy who was on TV, I mean, I mean, the guy is um, becoming um, almost as overexposed than Janet Jackson at the Super Bowl. Uh, and, that, I mean, it's just, it, 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 it I, I, I actually believe at this particular moment, Maybe the Fed just needs to stop talking and just let the market figure it out for themselves. But instead, what they're doing is they're, 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 they've reached the point where it's like you can't win for losing. So when we come back from this break, I'm going to play for you. What did Jay Powell say that caused that reaction? We'll be back after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Business 1440 is KYCR Golden Valley. Losing business to online companies? Competitors using social media to rob you of sales? Is your current website five years behind the times or even one? Contact us at Salem Surround. Digital marketing that surrounds potential customers with your message wherever they engage, search, surf, socialize, or review. We offer a free analysis of your digital marketing effectiveness and suggest methods that could dramatically increase bottom line. Salem Surround takes the mystery of digital marketing off your shoulders, letting you do what you do best, run your business, while we deliver customers. Is your business taking full advantage of digital communication to reach more people? Are your competitors ahead of you? Now there are no limitations on where you can reach customers with Salem Surround. Total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more by logging on to surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. Hi, this is Tom Barrett, president of Lean Partners. We are celebrating 15 years of helping Minnesota companies dramatically improve their margins, delivery, quality, and generate capacity. We'd like to recognize a few of our clients by having them share their story. My name is Michael Murphy, owner of Mail Handling Group, a printing and mailing company located in Eden Prairie. I started working with Lean Partners 15 years ago. During that time, Lean Partners trained us how to use Lean to drive bottom line savings. With Tom's guidance and his consultants, we became an industry leader with world-class quality, delivery, and service. We also found profit we couldn't have realized without Lean. Lean Partners worked with me and our leadership team to create a solid culture of performance for the long term. There is no question that Tom and Lean Partners have been integral to my company's success. Thanks, Michael. Are you interested in a customized plan to improve your business performance? Visit MyLeanPartners.com. That's MyLeanPartners.com. This is Hugh Hewitt for TownHall.com. No matter how long this government shutdown lasts or how many more follow, 2020 will actually be a national security election, not an election, but shutdown. In the wake of Secretary of State Pompeo's and National Security Advisor Bolton's recent trips to the greater Middle East, we have to focus on the combustible situation in that region. It echoes that of the Balkans in the run-up to World War I. Of course, we also have the re-emergent threat from China, and yes, there's a new nuclear arms race. Since the fall of the Berlin Wall, we've gone from euphoria through catastrophe into confusion, one which led President Obama into the fantastical view that he could remake the world by ignoring its truth. We're back where we didn't expect to be again, superpower competition at every level, often just under the kinetic phase. 2020 is going to be a national security election. The choice, more of Trump and his policies, or back to Obama-era make-believe. I'm Hugh Hewitt. Publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu.
Welcome back, King Banyan Show. This is 1440. We're talking about we're talking about uh, the Fed. You know, before I leave this, one more one more point about this global economy, and it actually will come up in a clip I'm going to play in the next hour for you. If you think about what's happened in the world economy so far, it's largely been one of the U.S. economy going through this growth thanks to the U.S. consumer getting a tax cut. Some of those, some of that tax cut went to buy imports. And, you know, so it's not a shock if you have taken, if you've taken a course or two in, in economics, you probably shouldn't be shocked by the, by the, by the uh, likelihood that uh, a tax cut in the United States would increase the trade deficit because it increases demand for imports. What has to happen, though, is that we need, you know, and I'll, I'll tweet this at the break. Uh, Brad Setzer's uh, blog at the Council for Foreign Relations makes this point that, that the real problem is, is you know, if, you, if we want to have this conversation with China about trade policy, could we also have a talk with them about consumption policy? Chinese households save 23% of their, of their income. They, they, partly they have to do that because there isn't, there isn't much of a social safety net available for for their pensioners. They don't get very much when they age out of the workforce, not from the government. So they have to have a substantial savings. But twenty three percent of GDP being saved is probably a number that leads to lower global demand for goods and services. If the Chinese could figure out a way to encourage their household sector to cons- to increase its consumption, it would probably be the case that the trade deficit would fall, and the growth the growth prospects for companies overseas in Europe and in the United States would be improved. Right, but if you look at what's happening right now, particularly for durable goods like cars or I know people don't normally call them durable goods, but smartphones, right? There were these reports that the Chinese aren't buying iPhones, and there are reports about the Chinese not buying not buying cars, even though even though Tesla is now creating a factory, uh, building a new factory in China. Okay, so maybe that's temporary, but in 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 the main, the Chinese have not helped us in terms of increasing global demand. And we are we are led by an administration that I think is bound and determined not to be um, not to be the sole locomotive of the world economy. It is not the U.S. You know, because to be that sole that sole locomotive means you have to provide you have to provide you know your consumers with enough income to do that with stimulus you have to keep pushing on additional tax cuts you have to pay your furloughed workers because we can't you know we can't we can't have we we can't have money out of the system because we're responsible for world demand that can't be just our responsibility and if the president was going to davos next week after next i would think one of the things he'd want to talk about is what are you doing to stimulate demand for for global production? Well, you know, when we see when we see if if your countries are suffering from deflation, well, maybe that's because your consumers are not are not uh, demanding goods and services at the same rate at the same rate that ours are. Maybe that's the problem. So that is that 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 thought process that which which is out there would would indicate we what we are talking about with terms of the trade deficit is indeed a symptomatic of the of the fact that the u.s seems to be the economy that's growing faster than the others and the reason the stock market falls is in snow is not because interest rates are rising but because earnings are being are being affected by the lack of growth in other countries. And our exposure to that is significantly higher, significantly higher than, than, than I think would have happened in 2007, 2008. In fact, I'm, I'm rather sure of that. Um, 
uh, I, I'm rather sure of that particular that particular point. Um, six five one two eight nine four four seven seven the number to call. So let me. We don't have enough. I I wanted to get that point, and it took longer than I thought. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna move the move the Fed over to hour two to sort of like okay, what what's a guy got to do to get some you know to get some love as a fellow reserve chair? Okay, it's kind of it's kind of hard to understand what is happening in um, happening in Wall Street right now. Um, you know what, uh, Andrew, cue up and play again just to reset this. Here's what's happening: the commentary that you're getting on the news channels. Let's replay cut number one. We have had a week of Fed speak and Fed Chair Jay Powell's communication about the balance sheet, causing even more confusion. He was talking about autopilot. But clearly, that's not yet the case. You're in a tough box. He sort of backtracked from that. No two ways about it. This was on autopilot. They're clearly still on autopilot. They certainly don't want it to stay at this sort of extended level. Need to consider that they need to be more flexible around this. How much is that still being repressed by the Fed's balance sheet? He's changed his wording. That's a small mistake. He has indicated that this is still substantially unnormal. But we'll, we'll see how they, uh, how they move forward here uh, in their guidance come, come March. Oh, Federal Reserve, tell us what to do. Tell us what to do. I think this is the this is the part. Uh, I mean, I appreciated the transparency that was provided by by particularly by Ben Bernanke and continued with by Janet Yellen. But the downside of this is the Fed is now excuse me. The markets are now addicted to the Federal Reserve telling them, hey, everything's going to be fine. Hey, everything's going to be fine. Hey, everything's going to be fine. And, and perhaps it's the case that everything is it going to be just, you know, your your interest rates will always be lower? We'll see. We'll be back after this. Uh, you're listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Don't text while driving. If you've been in business more than 20 minutes, you've probably printed your logo on all kinds of promotional products. We all know logos work because they're on everything from the top of skyscrapers to the bottom of shoes. Ever wondered why or how to best use your logo to grow your business? Let us show you today for free. We're for imprint promotional product experts at your service. We're giving away the latest issue of Amplify the digital magazine that reveals promotional product success stories absolutely free to everyone who texts WOW11 to 88988. At 4imprint, we make your logo look perfect on thousands of promotional items. With our 100% guarantee, it'll be right the first time, on time, every time. Your free e-magazine will reveal invaluable insights that can attract new customers, build your brand, and grow your business. Get the latest issue of Amplify absolutely free by texting WOW11 to 88988. That's WOW11 to 88988. Policies issued by American General Life Insurance Company, Houston, Texas. Not available in all states. For details, visit AIGdirect.com. Do you have a family? Would you like to help make sure they'll be taken care of if anything were to happen to you? If you answered yes, you probably need life insurance. Now, do you think life insurance is expensive? If you answered yes to that, too, you definitely need to give AIG Direct a call. We could find you a quarter of a million dollar policy for just $14 a month, which means you could save hundreds of dollars a year. Call us now for a free, no-obligation quote. 1-800-930-2646. Since 1995, we've helped millions of people find out if they could save up to 70% on their term life insurance. See how affordably we can help you protect your family. Call AIG Direct now for your free quote. 1-800-930-2646. You could save up to 70%. That's 1-800-930-2646. 1-800-930-2646. Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is having its 89th anniversary this January. And to celebrate, they want to give you the gift of comfort. That is the traditional 89th anniversary gift, isn't it? Here's the deal. Buy a new high-efficiency furnace and AC or boiler this January, and you can save up to $1,900. Then you and your family can enjoy years of comfort all year round. It's what Standard Heating has been known for ever since they opened for business 89 years ago. And while technology and homes have changed, Standard's dedication to top-notch service hasn't. 
Just ask one of their nearly half a million satisfied customers right here in Minnesota. So give your family the gift of long-lasting comfort no matter the season. Learn more about saving $1,900 on your new furnace and AC or boiler and all their other 89th anniversary deals today at standardheating.com slash patriot. That's standardheating.com slash patriot. Standard Heating and Air Conditioning. Comfort you deserve. Business 1440. KYCR Golden Valley. A service of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.